How do I support the show? How do I get more gaming goodness glory? Well, by supporting the show. And the easiest way to do that, honestly, is to head over to Mixer. Mixer.com forward slash X1Bros. That's Mixer.com forward slash X-O-N-E-B-R-O-S. Check me out. I stream. I'm streaming most evenings and I stream every single morning at 8.30 or 8 a.m. Eastern time. You can come check me out then. Or I do run 24-hour channel where podcasts from my other podcast go all day long. All you got to do is sit, watch, listen, follow. You can subscribe, but if you prefer a free method to support, just farm some sparks. It's a currency over there on Mixer. You get it for free just by watching the channel, and then you can donate those sparks to me. It's free for you, but really helps me out. I'm trying to go full-time doing this. I love doing it. I love hanging out with you guys. Thank you very much. Hey, let's get to the show. Today is Thursday, June 20th, 2019. CSGO celebrates its 20-year anniversary, and Call of Duty dominates pre-orders. All this and more on today's edition of the Gamer Daily News Podcast. All the biggest gaming news stories delivered in less than 10 minutes. Thank you very much for joining me. Happy Thursday. My name is X1. Let's do this. first-person shooters, if you love esports of first-person shooters, well then, you have CSGO to thank for that. It has been a game that is so instrumental in esports, in first-person shooters, in the competitive scene, and now it celebrates its 20 years of being with us. That's right. In a new story over at PC Gamer, CSGO celebrates 20 years of Counter-Strike with a Retro Dust 2 map. Counter-Strike is 20 this year, incredibly the Half-Life mod was released way back in 1999 before being acquired by Valve, who then launched the 1.0 version in 2000. To celebrate the anniversary, you can now play an older version of the classic Dust 2 map in CSGO. A revamped Dust 2 was released in 2017, but Valve's released a retro version that you can check out in the casual Dust 2 map group. It's an enduring popular map and almost as old as Counter-Strike itself so it's a neat way to mark the occasion. It's so popular, in fact, that it frequently appears in other games with fans recre recreating it in everything from Fortnite to Far Cry. So even if you've not played it in CSGO or the original Counter-Strike, you might have come across it somewhere else. The map is available now. Congratulations to Valve. Congratulations to CSGO. Happy 20th anniversary, baby. Here's to another 20 years of success, goodness, and carnage. E3 has come and gone, and we are starting to see the dust settle. And with that dust settling, we see maybe what are the most popular games? What are the games being pre-ordered? In a news story over at GameIndustry.biz, it looks like Call of Duty and Pokemon dominate the GameStop pre-orders in wake of E3. Of all the games either revealed or confirmed during E3 2019, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is currently leading pre-orders at GameStop with po Pokemon Sword and Shield following. That is because both those games, let's be honest, both those games... Games look amazing, right? Both of them look like return to greatness, return to glory, although Pokemon has really never lost that. We just haven't had a full fleshed out RPG Pokemon on, an, on a console ever. So it's always been on the DS. So, But no surprise there that those games are top of the list. GameStop has revealed the top 10 games by pre-order that were revealed at E3 2019. Out of over 200 different game announcements, it's worth noting that GameStop's definition of, quote, confirmed is a bit loose here as almost every game on the list below had already been confirmed or shown in some ca capacity ahead of E3 and in some cases months beforehand. 
A separate invest investigation last week from ThinkNum noted that Final Fantasy's remake deluxe edition pre-orders led GameStop's online sales specifically over the period of June 10th through the 14th, followed by the Gears 5 Ultimate Collector's Edition and Link's Awakening Dream Edition. GameStop also notes that it saw a 63% increase in pre-orders on new titles announced during E3 week. The following are the top 10 games by GameStop pre-orders that were shown during the E3 week. Number one, we've got, of course, as previously mentioned, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. We've got number two, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Final Fantasy VII Remake is in the house at number three. Then the game, the Keanu Reeves himself inspired, not inspired, but he's in the game, so it's inspiring. Cyberpunk 2077 comes in at number four, and Borderlands 3 rounds out number five. The next uh, five rounding out the top ten is Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Star Wars Jedi The Fallen Order. That's good for EA. Well done, guys. Gears 5 is there. Super Mario Maker 2 and Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled comes in at number ten. Congratulations. Proof that E3 really is about selling games. I mean, it really does help the industry overall. Uh, there's been some talk. Does E3 go away? Is it worth it? It's totally worth it. And I think this is proof why. It drives excitement. It drives people to buy games. And I, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. I think that that's mm, thoughtless, maybe preemptive. Knee jerky, to say the real, to say the least. Knee jerky. I don't even know if that's a word. Anyways, on to the next story. In a news story over at Game Informer, it looks like EA tries to rename loot boxes under government scrutiny. As more and more governments are taking a closer look at loot boxes and whether they are predatory practice akin to gambling, EA has found itself on the defensive. Its newest tactic, call them something else and declare that gamers love them, actually. While testifying in front of the United Kingdom's Digital, Cultural, Media, and Sport Committee on Immersive and Addictive Technologies, EA's Vice President of Legal, Kerry Hopkins, offered up a novel defense of the microtransaction-driven loot boxes and card packs that many of its games contain. Quote, well, first, we don't call them loot boxes. We look at them as surprise mechanics, Hopkins asserted. If, quote, if you go to a store that sells a lot of toys and you do a search for surprise toys, what you'll find is that this is something people enjoy. They enjoy surprises. Hopkins goes on to compare its surprise mechanics to toys like hatch Hatchimals and LOL Surprise before stating that EA does believe their approach is actually quite ethical and quite fun and enjoyable to people. Whether or not you agree with loot boxes, you don't agree with loot boxes, whether or not you think that the government should scrutinize it or should stay out of it altogether, it is interesting to note that EA is referring to them as surprise mechanics um, and is just interesting story overall that they're now testifying before governments, um, et cetera, et cetera. I probably will be doing a video over on YouTube on my opinions whether or not government should be in it, but for this news story, surprise mechanics, there you go. And that does us for today, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me. Happy Thursday. I hope you've had a chance to play some games because that's why we're all here. We love video games. And if you haven't yet, then what are you thinking, man? Take some time, close the door, put on some headphones and lose yourself in a world of greatness, a world of glory, a world of imagination. If you haven't yet, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe over on iTunes. It really helps the show. I love doing this. Thank you very much, guys, for allowing me to do this and supporting the show. And I will see you guys tomorrow. It'll be Friday. It's the weekend. The weekend is almost here. Yes!